Damaged Goods Podcast. Try to stop. Almost stopped me. But can't stop the snake, man. Kinda got semi-fucked by the Zuck. But I'm here. I'm speaking. I'm speaking my truth. Uh, generally, when I do these solo Damaged Goods Podcast episodes, solo snake, man, I do them on Instagram Live at the same time. I post the audio, you know, on the platforms and the video on YouTube. But it goes on Instagram first, and then you can watch it, and people like to chime in and blah, blah, blah. But I can't do it right now. I can't. They, they, they censoring me. Censoring me. Uh, earlier today, I had a post on my Instagram stories that did not meet the community guidelines, the standards set forth by Facebook and Instagram. And they removed said post. Uh, which, whatever. That happens. That happens. But... Trying to do this fucking podcast. Trying to do it on Instagram Live. Can't do it. Can't do it. Temporarily blocked from any live video or broadcasting because they are scared. They don't know what I might do because I violated the, the community standards earlier. So I'm censored from that, um, but I'm here doing it anyway. I'm going to try to post the video on Instagram. It's going to go on YouTube. It's going to be on all the platforms. Don't worry. But yeah, they're get, getting the snake, man. God damn it. They really do love to do that, huh? Anyways, anyways, I really shouldn't complain because I am uh, just got done packing, getting my shit together because I'm off to a goddamn wedding again tomorrow. And I fucking gripe about this a lot, um, going to functions in general. Pretty much, not just weddings, dude, but functions in general. I like going to parties, cool functions. But do I got to put on uh, a mask? Is there a game of charades at hand? Do I have to kind of not be myself? Do I got to censor myself? Is it like hanging out with Facebook and Instagram and the community standard leaders? I don't know. But I don't like having to do that. And sometimes when I go to these functions, that's very much a necessity. Or I'm going to, you know, embarrass my friends, start some shit, get in trouble, you know, what have you. Um, but also just going to weddings and things like this, it's exhausting. It's draining. Financially, yeah. Especially if you, you're flying somewhere, you're traveling, you're going to get you and your lady a fucking flight, flights, plural, and hotel rooms, and then there's the gifts, and then the party, and then the Uber, and whatever. It's just exhausting. It can be many days, and you're doing this a lot, at least I am, it seems like all the fucking time, I get kind of sick of it, and I, you know, I make jokes about that shit. Uh, I don't even know if it's jokes. I just talk about it. I tend to, like, you know, tweet and be very open about how much I hate these kind of functions, yet I'm always invited. I'm going to a wedding tomorrow. I'm asking the person get married, my friend. Hey, is blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah going, and people I would expect to come, and they're not. And this happens at weddings. You never really know who's invited and who's not because it's like a, it's very much the, the defining line on a totem pole of friendships. You're my friend, but are you going to come, can you come to my wedding or not? Not can you. Am I going to invite you? Am I going to give you the fucking honor to spend a bunch of money to fly across the country and buy me a gift and dress up in a suit? You might even have to dress up in a motherfucking tuxedo if you goddamn uh, groomsman and miss all the dope hors d'oeuvres in the oyster bar to take photos with the fucking family of the people getting married. Are you going to be blessed with this honor and come to my wedding? Maybe, maybe not. So you got to be careful who you ask. So I, I don't ask the people who I'm not sure if they're going, but I ask the person uh, who's getting married, who's going, and they, you know, I was surprised some of the people who weren't going, yet I'm invited. How am I always invited? I'm the guy who, like, openly, not even like, let's get rid of that. I'm the guy who openly mocks these things. I, I'm very vocal and candid about my disdain for this shit, yet I keep getting asked back. 
what the fuck? Is it all the dope shirts? I know I have some flying shirts. It perhaps that may be the shirts or my uh my raucous banter at the fucking you know reception. I don't know. Uh, but I keep getting asked back, dude. And I'm like, God damn, dude. It's like there's a wedding and there's a kid's birthday and there's a fucking baby shower and a gender reveal party and all these. Oh God. And yo, also, uh, can we cancel gender reveal parties? I mean, like how have they not been canceled? Maybe they are. I'm kind of in my own snake man world a lot of the time in a bubble and I miss the happenings of the world at times. Um, maybe they are, but like, yo, out of anything to get canceled, I thought they would be. And on, on a serious note, because is it kind of like implying a certain gender of the child when you do one of those reveal parties? Um, but my quest for the cancellation of a gender reveal party would really just because I fucking hang on to these goddamn functions and it's just another function. And it's like, what, a bunch of fucking colored smoke is going to fly in the air, maybe pollute, maybe kill some birds, baby birds, who knows? And I got to go and do this shit again? I don't know. Maybe, maybe we should cancel those. It might be one of the few things I agree on canceling. Um, speaking of gender reveal parties about two years ago uh, my friends who live in kind of the hills part of LA having a little function we're all hanging out and this is a cool function this is a party this is like a small group of friends no fucking rules and regulations we're having a grand old time up on the hills though you can see other hills far off in the distance and other mountains and all parts of LA and when there's fires you can see the fires and what does my boy point out to me a little fire a brewing. And it's far away, but from his perspective where his house is, you got a clear shot and it looks close. But there's a little fire a brewing. Flames are flaming, dude. Fucking brushes a brush burning. Um, and all this smoking, we don't know why. It's L.A. It's, you know, a place that's prone to fucking go up in flames all the time. Um, so, yeah, we'd be like, oh, shit, a little fire, that's crazy. Come to learn a little down the line, it was a gender reveal party. Would you look at that? A couple had a gender reveal party and the exploding smoke bomb fucking detonating, you know, M80 thing that is these gender reveal parties things caught fire on, you know, all the dry shit in LA, the brush or I don't know what it caught on to, but it caught on something and with the winds, boom, shit spread. It was kind of a bad fucking fire. And uh, it, the, the couple uh, got charged with a crime. I don't know what crime they got charged with. I'm not sure if I'm like, all about anybody being persecuted by the law, but at the same time, like, maybe this be a lesson, like, let's end those fucking parties for a few reasons, but mainly because I don't want to go because I'm just a fucking, I don't know, lazy, or I don't like to play games. I don't know what it is. Who the fuck knows what it is? But uh, I'm sipping some water, pardon me. And I know it's like I'm saying cancel the gender reveal parties, and I know it's kind of cool to, like, can't, like, make fun of, uh, how do you say it? Make fun of people who, make fun of cancel culture, which is kind of me. I don't know if I make fun of it. I just kind of call it out that I think sometimes it's a little uh, unnecessary or maybe you're going for the low-hanging fruit, frying the little fish and not the big fish, whatever. But there is a difference between accountability and holding somebody accountable versus cancel culture. And I've ranted about this on here before, so I will try to not bore you with a repetition of any kind. But, you know, like somebody misusing or abusing power, you know, breaking laws, uh, doing some real horrible shit, being actually harmful to some specific individuals, that's bad. It's fucked up. Should be held accountable. But if you don't agree or like somebody's song, book, joke, whatever, 
you just want to like, you know, cancel them or shut them up or whatever. It's just because you don't like it. It just didn't work for you. And that's different. And that's the, the difference I'm saying. But I won't fucking blab on and on about that shit, though. But uh, what else is in the news? Uh, yeah, that's my FM radio voice. What else is in the news? When I sit back in this chair, too, besides it's squeaking like, oh, God, it squeaks like your great-great-grandmother's fucking rocking chair. So part of me of the squeaking. But uh, if you were watching this, when I sit back, the angle in which the camera is shooting me, I look kind of fat. I will assure you, especially the female listeners, I am not getting fat. Great shape. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm clearly not worried about it at all. <laughs> um... What else is in the news? Well, I don't really watch or uh, read or click on mainstream news. Uh, some things come across your feed, though. You can't help it, right? Something came across my feed a few days ago that I was, what the fuck is this? It was a couple that were, they were flying their own plane, you know, piloting their own plane, and they crashed and died, which is terrible. That's fucking a tragic thing. I'm not going to make light of that. But it had me think, like, that was it. That was the fucking headline. Like, couples, uh, plane crashes in whatever mountains or some shit. How was that news? I mean, it's news, right? You, you, you're informing me about something I was unaware of before. But, like, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a fucking sad story where two people died flying a plane. And not a, a commercial thing. This is, like, two people piloting their own plane, which is rare. I mean, there's not a lot of people flying their own planes, let alone owning them. Um, so it's not like the common thing. It's not like your American Airlines Flight 742 crashes in the mountains. This is different. But why is there a need for this news outlet? And I can't remember who it was. Uh, you know, some of the major ones. It was on fucking social media, I think. Came across my shit. But like, how is it news? You're just telling me a terrible thing that happened. And there's a lot of terrible things that happened. Someone's grandmother died. Somebody lost a job. A whole bunch of people lost a job because a, a factory went under. Someone died in a car accident. I mean, these kind of things happen a lot when you got 330 million motherfuckers in the country. Um, but why? You got to tell me that. What are you achieving with that? Other than just kind of scaring me, making me sad, depressed. I don't know. Do I want to read more? Because maybe in my mind, I imagine this could happen to me as somebody I love. And uh, if it bleeds, it leads is always gonna be the fucking mantra whether it's spoken or not for the media what does the media need not what they want but uh, news media i'm saying news media yeah they got to run stories and they you know maybe they have agendas but put all that shit to the side they need ratings whether it's viewers uh clicks uh you know downloads the issues subscribe to whatever because when they have higher ratings or views or whatever you get more advertisers. The advertisers bring the dollars in, the money. That's what they need. So they got to get you. Whether they got to scare the shit out of you, uh, polarize some issue, make you feel like a better person because you're reading that shit. I don't know what it is, but they got to do that. So you're going to get fucking very uh, useful, important, upbeat articles like a couple died crashing their fucking plane or their plane crashing rather into the fucking mountains somewhere. I don't know how that's news, but it, it you know, fucks fucks your day up a little and it's also what's the fucking point but the, a lot of these you know media outlets not just news now now not just news they they need to do this shit for a lot of reasons like i said to bring the money but media is being uh decentralized anything from the news to to entertainment you don't need to be on one of those late night shows if you're a comedian you don't necessarily have to have your sketch comedy show picked up by comedy central um 
You don't need to have your comedy special on Netflix. You know, you can be on YouTube and all these other places to do these things. Just like you can get your news from other sources. You don't have to watch ABC and NBC News at night, uh, Fox News or CNN. You can get it elsewhere. The media, entertainment or news, it's not centralized like it used to be. It don't have that fucking Cobra Clutch grip on you like it used to. And when it did, it could do whatever it wants and, you know, you were going to go there. But now... They got competition and it's all around. So they gotta be a little more cutthroat with their tactics. So they gotta hit you with these fucking plane crash stories and the whatever, whatever's and tune in later for the final part of the story that you really need to know. Those cliffhanger fucking news stories. Uh, they have to because you, you have the ability now in the hands of other people to bring you their entertainment, their news. They don't have to go through the same channels in the past. And now you've got, you know, a little bit of a a more level playing field, I guess you could say, um, but it definitely makes them ramp that up, you know? That's what I think, you know? And I think um, if I'm going back to my censorship rants of earlier about my own issue I just had, you know, 40 minutes ago, uh, censorship kind of goes against, um, how do I say this? Like, it only helps the bigger entities in this. It helps those those. Uh, news stations and those entertainment outlets like the Netflixes and the fucking Comedy Centrals and the whatevers. Because if you can't put certain shit on, you know, Instagram or, or YouTube or whatever, you have to go through those channels now and now they can play gatekeeper, they can be selective and they limit the voices coming through and they limit your ability to, you know, share something. So censorship would work in their power. As it always tends to, it tends to work in the power of the establishment. I'm not trying to sound like fucking Bernie Sanders up here and no disrespect to Bernie Sanders. I'm just saying. The establishment of, of, of media, government, whatever, entertainment, anything. The bigger people, the corporations, whatever. It helps them out. It doesn't help you and me out. And uh, one thing I thought was like, uh, like kind of interesting about all this is something that I was informed about earlier this week. Um, you know, you can be a, an author, a smaller time author, like, you know, perhaps myself. And you can get your books sold everywhere and Amazon and things like that. And reach more people than you could have when it was just in bookstores. And I'm grateful for that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm grateful for that because it allows dudes like me to get my shit up. You buy my books here and there and I fucking love it. And I'm very grateful and I'm very thankful. But a lot of motherfuckers can do this now. And I have a friend, uh, not a close friend, but somebody I'm, I'm cool with, and they had purchased my book, Quicksand, which is available now. Get it? Wherever. You like books? And they put, purchased it a while ago, and they, they liked it, and they gave it good reviews and showed me love, whatever, whatever. Then this week, uh, this person sent me a screenshot of, like, on Amazon when you're looking at different books, and there was a book there. And at first I thought this was maybe not real. I couldn't tell if this was, like, a joke or whatever. There was a book, and I'm not going to say the name of this book because I don't want to give fucking shine on this shit. Uh, the cover of this book looked eerily like... Is that a real word? Eerily? It was eerie how much this cover looked like my quicksand cover. Powdery baby blue background, and in the middle, a baby picture of the author, presumably, and then the title above and the author's name below. Exactly like mine. And then I look a little closer, and uh, I will say the author's name. His name is uh, Brett Price, or Price, P-R-E-I-S-S, -S, Australian uh, author. Interesting, I've sold quite a few books in Australia, a very supportive place for my arts. Anyway, this gentleman, 
has this book in um, the little blurb at the bottom of the cover uh, says like, you know, uh, uh, memoirs of a wild uh, childhood, a bizarre, I think is the word they used, he used, bizarre. If you've read my book, Quicksand, it's not about my childhood as much as it is uh, true stories about my life in a certain period, but it does have flashbacks of my childhood. And in just my life in general, many might call it wild. I don't know if bizarre is the word, but unorthodox or just not, you know, the, the old school typical shit. So I'm seeing this book. The content, you got to assume, is somewhat similar, like talking about a wild upbringing and wild true stories. And the cover is very fucking similar. A baby picture in the middle. My book cover, the, the baby picture, is a picture of me. I'm one year old or not even six months, whatever, and I've got a lot of money around. There's all this cash around me, which is uh, uh, drug money. Let's, let's just get to the point and say what it was. And I thought it was a great fucking picture that kind of summed up uh, part of my book. So this dude's got a fucking baby picture in the middle of a powder blue, baby blue uh, cover book, just like mine. I do a little more Jake the Snake Detective work. I dig in. The publishing date is just about a year after Quicksand came out. So this dude's got a book with a baby blue powder blue background with a baby picture smack dab in the middle. The content is similar. I'm not saying it's the same, but it alludes to a wild, you know, growing up and stuff, which I do if you read the blurb on my book. And it came out a year after mine, and it's on Amazon. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? I mean, I feel very flattered. If it is, uh, you know, somebody biting, I got a book biter. I got a book biter. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's just one of those crazy coincidences I just have to accept that, like, randomly some dude a year later after my book does something similar but makes it look similar. Everyone has, not everyone, but people have books and stories about the same type of shit I do. It looks fucking similar. Like, you took my blueprint and ran with it. But I will not be giving out the uh, title of that book because... Fuck, dude, I don't, you know, I don't want to support it. Maybe he's not biting. Maybe it's great. Fuck, dude, might blow me away. He could be the next Hemingway. I don't know, but I don't want to fucking give shine to that. I don't have to call, call my lawyer. Aaron Silverstein, LLC, get him up in the mix. No, 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 no. We shan't do that because that's not what we do here, dude. Um, but it's just wild, man. I guarantee you my next book is going to look different. The Waiting Room, which is coming soon, hopefully by the holidays. If this dude comes out with another book that looks like this, we got a fucking, we got a rap beef. We got a book beef. I'm going to have to ether this, dude. I don't know. I'm going to have to tap into my fucking, my old school shit, dude. Um, I might have to ether this, dude. Am I going to have to ether an author? Ether the author. Author ether, dude. 